Then Ryan Tannehill threw an interception to open the game. I'm just like, motherfucker, we're going to the AFC Championship game, aren't we? There! I waxed poetic many a times of the handsomeness of Joe Burrow. Well, you're going to have to face the harsh reality that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. If you can't stop them, then guess what? You were not the better team. Plain and simply put. This is not no Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Bill Walsh crap. No, this is some bum named Jimmy G. I'm not afraid of no Jimmy G. I'd love to circle Joe Burrow's wagons. Hello and welcome to another wonderful, fantastic, all-you-can-eat buffet episode of the Beards and Balls podcast. I'm your host, uh, Anthony F. You can follow me at born to run underscore 19 uh you can follow the podcast at beards underscore balls um i don't think we have an instagram yet i'm thinking of making us one when i do i'll let you all know but yeah go follow us you remember you can listen to us anywhere you download podcasts um if there is an option to uh leave a review or rating do that smash all those buttons you know the five star stuff but joining me today uh stuffed in his car once again in the past ulysses where can they find you uh you can find me at we underscore cho underscore on pretty much everything okay okay and uh above me looking through uh trying to find his his best friend a uh uh i'm not gonna say best friend i don't know what your relationship with that friend is maybe he's he's, the Okay, I was going to say, maybe he's your third best friend. Uh, He's trying to find him a birthday gift while we're trying to record a podcast. Cheese, can you say hi and tell him where they can find you? You can find me at the Cheese Abides and at OG Cheeseman. Let's see if this all worked out. Yes, I got that. Everything is correct. I is happy. Give me all your lunch monies. See, nobody knows what you're talking about. You don't have to worry about it. I have a car. What? Yeah. Did you not have one before? You know what? Wait, what are we talking about? He would be the Ed, just ED, of our trio, Ulysses. Of the Ed and Nitty trio. The stupid one. (laughs) The one who would randomly tell us that he has has a car. You bet your sweet bippy I did. There you go. There you go. The only thing I liked about the show. You bet your sweet bippy I did. Are you telling me you didn't like how every now and then it looked like they were all just shaking because of the way all the were done? It was a yes, that's exactly ugly show. It was a very visibly ugly show. I'm going to I didn't care about the design. This, I cared about the writing. The writing There's was a great here. There's a great podcast that I listen to. I think Ulysses would like it. I think Cheese might too. It's called What a Cartoon. Uh and they just they talk about every episode's a different cartoon. You you would love Ulysses, you would love the episode about Spider-Man and his amazing friends, where you realize oh, that dude. Spider-Man and his amazing friends do nothing but bully the slow kid Flash Thompson. Uh, you'll see. But anyways, that's animation. This is sports. We're here to talk about sports. So let's get right into it. Um, guys, how, how good was that divisional weekend of football? You know how good it was? We're going to the championship game, bitches. You know how also great it was? You know how also great it was? Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home watching it again this year. That's how good it was. Ulysses, did you watch any of the games? 
Yeah, I, I, I saw the the latter half of the Bengals game, and then okay. I saw I was I was busy in the middle of the week, so I wasn't able to watch a lot of the of the Rams game or the mm-hmm. or the Packers game. But I did see the the Bills Chiefs game that second oh, half of it. That was thriller a really of a good one. Thriller of a fucking game. Uh, we might as well get into it because I know you and I have talked have had our, our disagreeing yeah. on overtime. Uh, I don't like the rules personally, uh, but um, I didn't like the rules. What do you call it? Uh, how many years ago was it when the Chiefs lost to the Pats in the AFC Championship? Four, four years ago. Four. I didn't like it four years ago when they were the victims of it. I don't like it now. Um, I just don't. I just don't like that rule in the postseason. I think it works great in the regular season. Uh, because you have to, you can't just play forever. I get what they're doing, why they have it the way it is. They don't, you know, they're trying to cut down on, on as many downs as possible, but Ulysses, tell me why you are for, I guess, are you for keeping the overtime rule as is? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't like the overtime okay. rule. I, I, I'm, I'm, that is one thing I won't disagree with. I do think mm-hmm. the overtime rule is stupid. I, I just think complaining about it is stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm going to disagree there because there are reports right now that the uh, that the NFL's uh, competition committee is looking is is looking at overtime, and they forever. But they oh I know, but they won't they won't do anything about it unless enough people are angry. That's kind of my only reasoning. I just don't like the bias against the Chiefs when it comes to it. That you know what no I mean? Sense. How is it biased against the Chiefs? Wait, wait, no, no, no. I don't mean like the the the. I mean the the people's stances. People are all are are very much jumping on this wagon right now because they're more so disappointed that the Bills didn't get you know Josh Allen and the likable Bills didn't get there. Got it. Okay. My thing is, it doesn't matter which of the teams it had been. I don't like the overtime rule. Period. You know, that's my thing. Yeah, and then. The one thing I'd never like, I don't like, because it's a thing, right? Like, I hate the mm-hmm. argument of a coin toss decided the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's a very dumb way to look at it. Because mm-hmm. here's the, it's the thing, right? Like, it's been the rule, and it's, as of now, it's going to stay the rule, right? Everybody knows what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how we complain more about the fact that a coin toss is the reason, quote unquote, more than the more than people talk about how badly the Bills defense was. That's the thing I can't stand. You know, it's, you know, if you let them score, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Stop them. And that's the thing. That's, that's how I've always viewed it. If you don't get, if you don't win the coin toss, then you have to stop plain, plain and simply put, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't stop them, then guess what? You were not the better team, plain and simply put. And don't get me wrong. Would I have preferred to have seen Josh Allen on the offense? Yes, obviously. Who wouldn't? But again, it's the 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 Bills defense at that fourth quarter just forgot how to play football. Oh, they They made some terrible. I mean, I don't understand what they were doing because Pat Mahomes didn't face a single third down there on that drive at all. And that and that's the thing where it's like. It's like it's the old cliche, right? It's like big time players make big time plays in big time mm-hmm. moments. And Patrick Mahomes just uh, continue to show the world why he's talent, like talent wise, 
probably the best quarterback in the league. You know, mm-hmm. he made all the right reads. He made the right decision. Tyreek Hill ran one hell of a route, and he he was able to just turn the Jets on and just pretty much literally wave goodbye to them. It's and almost like someone had... at the other end was was accusing him of domestic abuse, so he had to jet his way out of there again. Could be. That's but right, that's Tyree. the thing, right? Ladies. It's like that's the thing, right? Where it's like I I don't I've always d- disliked the idea of us complaining more about the rule than calling out the defense that allowed them to score. That's mm-hmm. always been my argument. I think you have to do both. Twenty five bucks well spent. That's going to oh, be so awesome when he gets it. The saga of his gift. Uh, my only argument about the defense is, is I don't disagree that the defense should get the stop. Uh, Never time. I just think that that's easier to apply to a league that uh, to a, an NFL of 15 years ago where, where defenses weren't so what's the word? Um, everything is, is everything leans towards a, towards an offense nowadays. So I think you really are seeing by the end of a game, a, a, most defenses are just absolutely gassed. Because uh, here's the thing. If the Bills had gotten it, I think the Bills would have easily gone down and scored a touchdown too. I, I, think, I think both defenses by the end of that game would have given up a touchdown no matter what. Um, I, I think that this rule can be tweaked. Personally, I say just adopt either – one last full quarter or and 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 if if that full quarter is enough then you go into pure sudden death overtime sudden death you know first score wins period right um or a 10 minute overtime you know but but the point is i think the playoffs should have a have a different overtime than 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 the regular season it's just it's it's just a shitty it feels it's like I don't think the NFL wants that ending to that game because it's just you know uh, having a little having an opportunity to see a longer shootout would have been better for that. I mean, we all wanted to see that. That's that's what we all wanted to see, really. Uh, Cheese, how do you feel about all that? You know who didn't need overtime? The oh, Cincinnati Bengals. No, but they needed Ryan Tannehill to play like garbage too. Also, you know, boy, did he shit the bed. You know who really could have used overtime? The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers could have used a whole new special team squad. Sad Patrick. Because that game made no no sense. You thrive in snow. How do you score on the opening drive and never score again? (laughs) Because you took your foot off the break. Francisco has Aaron Rodgers' number. And, and, And also, when you... Cheese, I know you notice this. You watch every Packers game. They looked like they were just going through the motions for three quarters. They did. And then all of a sudden they're in the fourth. You know, they're leading what? Uh, 10 or uh, 7 10 to three. 3. 10 they're, 3. They're, they're leading 10 3 in the third. And then a block. Life, happens, life like, is good. Fucking loose. Life is good because what? Jimmy G is going to win the game. The dude is literally throwing the some of the worst balls. I've seen in the playoffs because they were real. There were some bad throws by Jimmy that game. Like he was trying to give it to you guys. There's that one there. I love, I don't know if it was from this year or when, when it was where it's just, you see him launching the ball with his eyes closed as he's, as, as a hit is coming and you're like, Oh, Jimmy, you can't be doing that, man. You can't be doing that. But yet 
here he is in the NFC Championship. Who'd have thunk it? I think it um, it very much does solidify our choice for Debo Samuel as the best playmaker in the NFL. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, God, good God, Jimmy G is literally low-tier Troy Aikman. I would say he's like he's he being carried by talent. The only difference is Troy Aikman. I'm going to acknowledge Troy Aikman was a really good quarterback. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. Jim Troy Aikman could win you a game if you needed him to. He could. Jimmy Jimmy G at more than likely is going to give your game away. Yeah. Like so Ryan Tannehill did. Like well, like Ryan Tannehill, so, and then ding 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 ding. That that it's like it's real quick. Let's go back to that Chiefs. Uh, that was Bills such game. a fun game. No, I was going to say that it was great. It was great. I want, I want someone showed a picture of that of what was the A and M LSU game from a few years ago when it went seven mm-hmm. overtimes. They scored like 74, 72 like they're playing yeah. basketball. I want that. But you I know we want that. You know, I know. So do I. But you know, we won't get that. I know the, we won't the, get that. But it'd be so much fun. Uh, Here we are, overtime one hundred. And it's now just a spelling bee. It's 6 a.m. in the morning. We've been playing this game since 7 p.m. last night. Uh, so, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Call uh, Chris Collinsworth, who is now asleep. Uh, yeah, I, I, it can't be endless, obviously. But anyways, I get I get. You know, the argument for it, but it really does suck that you don't get a shot if the other team scores a touchdown. Like, again, well, then have your defense stop. It's not that easy. It's not that easy, is it? You watch these games. It's not easy to stop people from scoring touchdowns all the time. Well, There's not no in today's NFL. There's no the 1985 Bears anymore. I, I all right, agree. That, those defenses don't exist. You can't stop everyone all the time. So saying, well, do better, you can't do better when you have – you'd be playing – that's the number one defense. If you're playing against the number one offense, you're going to lose. I, I was going to, you know, that is a good point. If you put the number one offense against the number one defense, I would pick that offense because of the way that the NFL is, is leans nowadays where it's an, it's almost impossible for an offense to get, or for a defense to get off the field at times, like against a good, a, a decent to very, very good offense. Uh, you know, if you're talking like the Jaguars or that, it's harder for their offenses to stay on the field. Okay. But usually it's not because of the defense. It's because they're inept offenses. But if you have a quality offense, it's just, that's the way it leans. Like you saw how many times this year, did you see a quarterback, a quarterback get tapped on the top of his head or, or barely touched and Oh, immediately the what 10 yards first down. Yeah. We saw your your defense can't get off. Yeah, yeah. And but then, we saw then the Brady flip get, argument gets shot in the chin, and they didn't call it because you know they saw that interview when they said, "Well, it's because Tom Brady gets all the calls all the time." So you know, as soon as that happened, they had a meeting. They're like, "We can't call it. We can't. Did, we can't." Even didn't if he it's, just even say if it's a justified flag? We can't do it. He's got to take it. Good point. Didn't he say just during this week that uh, he didn't think that he gets called that he, he gets special he treatment? Did, like 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 three days before the game, he got that, and <laughs> you know, everyone, all the NFL refs are sitting there like, "Fuck, he he figured it out." All right, all we, right, we got. No matter got what, ha- no matter how the, Brady could get broken in half, we can't throw a flag. We can't. We can't show favoritism. Nope. 
He's got to play did like a see, regular quarterback. Did you see the tiny little bit of blood he had? The tiny little bit of blood? Yes. Nobody which wasn't even like blood. I mean, it wasn't even like a full on dripping blood. I'm like, dude, come on. Come on. Dude, I had that same exact I had blood coming out of that same exact spot on my left, too. You don't see me whining about it. I just need to put on some chapstick, though. Mm. Oh, deliciously good cheeseman chapsticks. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side to defenses, um, okay, actually, let's 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 start. Let's uh I want to save the bank the, the 49ers and the Packers for last because that that just has a lot of things attached to it. Um I think we can agree that uh well. I, I should be, you know, taking a victory lap myself because uh, a few years ago when everyone was shitting on Josh Allen and during his rookie year, I kept saying, just wait, this guy's going to be great. I wasn't. No, I know you weren't either. And, and neither was. And the way when I was shitting on was Josh Rosen. So I'm like, dude, I've never even seen you play. You're talking about this shit. He hasn't played, has he? He never did, did he? He played a little bit. But not really. Uh, well, not really. No, but he, no, he's back up now. I can say that Cheeseman or Cheeseman that that Kaufman also was on that same Josh Allen train. It's just it's so nice to see him f- like fully realize that talent because that man was playing possessed Sunday night. Like yeah. he would not be denied until he was unfortunately, but Jesus it was great. Oh, Gabriel had a game. Holy hell. I know. Five they, I'll give this the Chiefs touchdowns. How many? He there, did he receive catch four or five of those touchdowns? He Gabe caught Davis. almost all of them, pretty much, right? And that was a fantasy football game. He would have had like seventy points. Don't like remind me because receiving yards and like five touchdowns. Don't tell me about this cheeseman because I'm still in that thing that I got free entry in for wi- for winning my uh, championship. Oh and, yeah, that was uh, a mistake telling you to play the Patriots defense. By the way. Oh no, I didn't play the Patriots defense. I oh, moved on to the next. I ended up changing my mind literally right before the game. So I moved on to the next round in both of those things. Uh, but, but I almost picked up Davis, Gabe Davis. Uh, Cause I, you know, I, I, I just needed a, a body. Right. And They're going like, to cut oh. Cole Beasley and Manuel Sanders to give Gabe Davis a huge, huge ass extension. Are, are they though? Should they? I, would. I don't think that's smart. I don't, uh, that's not a smart thing. You can't you can't pay everyone that much money, and then you just you, draft a rookie in the sixth round. Give no, a sixth what round they what, what what they probably should do is try and get themselves a good little running back to help them out. Oh, Devin Singletary's finally coming out. Is he? Because I had him all year on fantasy, and I did not play much because he's clearly he's not coming, coming out, out when anywhere. it matters the most in the postseason. I don't give a shit. I want him when I need ten points to beat some guy that I that I don't like on the other side. Hey, so I guess you listen to us, by the way. I know. No, I'm here. I know. Oh my god! They'll shut up. Uh, He's so let's move I didn't on. See him. Let's move on. Uh, we've talked about Chiefs Bengals. No, we uh, didn't. No, we haven't. I mean, Chiefs Bills. That's what I meant to say. I'm already looking so far ahead. Uh, let's move on to the Rams and the Bucks because how do you almost I, fucking blow it? Wait, no, how no. no. I'll tell you how. Defense. I'll tell you how they almost blow it. Because the universe, Tom Brady has the universe on his side and Matt Stafford and the Rams somehow edged out Tom in the universe because God, every, you don't leave Cooper Cup that wait, open ever. Because every weird thing that could happen to the Rams to get the Bucks back in happened. 
which yep. is the craziest thing. And you're like, you know what? I've seen this story before. Here we I go, know Falcons. this story. It, yeah, that's what it was gearing up to be until it was. I, it, it turns out that uh, Sean Mc, Matt Stafford was worth what, uh, what they traded. And uh, he made that bit. Look, as great as it was that Cooper Cup got away and broke away. I will give uh, so much credit to Matt Stafford for being able to get the ball there uh, for, for making the, the he made some good throws, some clutch throws at the end of that game when he needed to uh, Ulysses, you're the LA guy here. How did, uh, how did, I don't know. I, I don't know if you know any Rams fans personally, but how are I they did. taking to this? So all, all, every Rams fan that I knew, they they went into this game knowing it's going to be a bloodbath. You know, they were like Tommy boys coming. They had no idea. They had they wouldn't be surprised if it was either a blowout or if it was a tight game. But they knew like this was going to be like an up there game because it was you uh, you knew the Rams were going to try to come after them, and it's Tom mm-hmm. Brady, and that was the thing and the. <laughs> One of the things we spoke of last week was you'd never uh, doubt Tom Brady when he has a second chance at playing you, you know? And he almost, oh. I mean, he I was like, you really... just blew on the mic. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. That, that was, just, that was just a sigh there. Uh, oh, okay. That, a... just, that shit just oh. fucking hit me. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that shit just straight up stop. It's like when you blow on a dog's like... nose, he just freaks out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ulysses. But yeah, so um, yeah, and like you don't doubt him when you put, when he has a second round at you. And mm-hmm. early on, the defense was getting to him, and historically, that's always been the recipe. You know, like that's how we lost against Giants. The Giants. Times they had they had those linemen that just kept making his life difficult. But then again, after a while, you could you know Brady and uh, and Bruce Arians were. Pretty much talking that that's it's Bruce Arians. I'm not. I'm, it's Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah. Okay, head coach. You know they came up with a plan in halftime because they started taking it to him. And yeah. And again, props to McVeigh, props to Stafford because it. I I like that whole redemption story. I'm a sucker for comics. I'm a sucker for nerd shit. And the redemption thing is always law is always yes. talked about and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where it's like. Matthew Stafford is now telling the story that he should have been since he's been drafted because talent has never been the issue. Yeah. Talent has never been the issue with Stafford. Like he's always put up his numbers. You knew he had a cannon for an arm and you knew he was clutch because look back in his days in Detroit, he had a lot of come from behind victories. Surprisingly not because the man was always playing from behind, but you knew the guy could is dependable down the strip. And you can now see exactly why Goff couldn't be the leader for the Rams anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see Stafford taking that next step. Now, he has one, he has a few more to get to where he wants to be, but he's the biggest one. It, yeah. Yeah. Cause it look because talk about pressure. He's at home for the opportunity to play essentially at home for the Super Bowl. He ha- there is nobody in the NFL who has a bigger target on his back right now than Matt yeah. Well, and and to top it off, they've lost to the 49ers, I think, like the last eight times. Yeah. 
Like you, you if we want to talk about the 49ers having someone's number, they got the Rams number. The, the, they are the ones who beat the Ram. They beat the Rams to get into the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the game where it feels like it really the the snowball really started rolling down the hill for the 49ers where it's like, okay, we know who we are. We just, you know, punch the Rams in the mouth with our smash mouth, smash mouth style of football. Uh, It's going to be super interesting to see how, how McVay approaches the 49ers defense, because the 49ers of all the teams in this, in, in the playoffs left are, I think, I think they're the only team that has a legitimately like a pure championship level defense, you know, and I think the Rams are probably second because they have any defense with Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey is going to be a threat period. So, I mean, the two best defenses in that are left are playing again against each other. You know, those two teams, it's going to be interesting to see. I want to know how much Jimmy G is going to actually be involved. You know what I mean? Like how much are they going to use him? Because the Dallas game, the Packers game, nothing about what he's shown me so far puts confidence in, in me to, to want to give him the ball and say, here, go win this for us. I, and I think they're going to have to do that because yeah, your defense great is really great. Um, again, I said championship level. I don't like their secondary that much. I think they can be beaten and the Rams have Cooper cup OBJ. Who's finding himself again. They have van Jefferson. Uh, They're, they're going to be hard. They're going to be really hard to stop. And I don't know if the 49ers are going to be able to score enough points, but to be fair, we all said that last week uh, about them and the Packers and the Packers scored 10 points. Yeah, yeah, you thought it was, yeah, you said it was gonna be a blowout and I mean Boy was I wrong. I I mean when both when the entire through the entire game all you have is twenty three points total. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not a blowout. Um I don't know. I I don't know how the, the Niners and Rams are gonna be. I think that's gonna be the that's gonna be the game that I think is guaranteed to be the most fun of the two. Speaking of the other one, we might as well go into the team that will be meeting the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. God, who the fuck would have ever thought that at the beginning of the season, right? Hey guys, uh, Matt, the Cincinnati Matt, Bengals. Hey guys, Matt Eberflus was just hired as the head coach by the Bears, officially confirmed. So it's official. Okay, officially okay, well, official. We're gonna have Eberflus. Coaches, we're gonna have coach's corner in a second, so we'll definitely get into that. Your Bengals, Cheese. Hold on, real quick. Before Cheese okay. gets the floor, I got to say one thing. Eberflus? The Bengals look like they're probably offensively one of the more dangerous teams left. I'm not going to lie. They, they look good. They look damn good. All right, Cheese. Now, we have to let Cheese have his have his moment before I totally shit on it, even though I am massively in his corner for the Bengals. So, uh, Cheese, you have the floor. Tell us how you feel about the Bengals, and then feel free to talk all the shit you want about Christopher Kaufman. Yeah, I was nervous as hell 
that Saturday when they played the Raiders. I'm like, just win. I just wanted, I just wanted to be over with. And then they finally won. And I'm like, that's that's good enough for me. Let's go into Tennessee. Let's put out a good game. Let's come home. Let's regroup. Next season, Super Bowl one for for reals. Then Ryan Tannehill threw an, an interception to open the game. I'm just like, motherfucker, we're going to the AFC Championship game, aren't we? Then Shooter McPherson thought the exact same thing as he practices his kicks, says to Brandon Allen, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. Goes out and just nails it, and I'm just like, my God, he's going to be the next Justin Tucker, isn't he? And now we are off to the AFC Championship game, where in the Super Bowl era... We are undefeated in AFC Championship games, just like how the Giants are undefeated in NFC Championship games. Let that sink in that the Bengals and Giants are both undefeated when they play in their respective championship games. That feels good. That feels good. He's not not wrong about that. They've been to two fucking Super Bowls against two. The motherfucking 49ers. And if we face it again, this is not no Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Bill Walsh crap. No, this Jimmy is some G. bum named Jimmy G. I'm not afraid of no Jimmy G. We played these guys in a regular season. We only lost in overtime because our kick returner was playing with a broken hand and fumbled it twice. You don't play with a broken hand. We're not making that mistake again. We can beat them so easy. I can beat you one, two, three, Hulk Hogan. Anytime, anywhere, Hulk Hogan. But I got to tell you. Going to this championship game on Sunday. We beat the Chiefs once. I think we can do it again. Um, I'm not dropping the promo yet here. Um, but going into it. six minutes to get there. Oh, I'm going to wait till we restart. Don't worry. But just the fact that we're here and everyone. Wait, wait. are you telling me that you need more than six minutes? You're goddamn right I do. Oh, Maybe. my God. I don't know. We'll find out together. Ulysses, be quiet. You're not the one who has to edit this. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, just... The fact that we are, guys, if I were you, I'd bet the house. We're plus 15,000 betting odds to win the Super Bowl. I would take that bet. What do you got to lose? I have a crazy idea. 15,000? Let's let's each pitch in five bucks and make a small bet. (laughs) I mean, I'd be down Uh, for it. Like five bucks on the Bengals. Uh, If we win, we split it three ways. I'm in. I mean, All right, guys, yeah. you hear that? The Beards and Balls podcast will be making a bet. I will put, I will put all of, uh, I will put it in Cheese's hands. Cheese will decide where the bet is made on what app or whatever, um, and he will make it. I'll let you. What if you guys do it? Because sports betting is not legal in Kentucky. How is it? What really? Yeah, really. God, your state they? sucks, man. God, I damn think it. it is now in Ohio, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm gonna defer to one of you guys to do it. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me you were you would you, you would have to drive up to Ohio? Up? Yeah, it's just five. Up, it's yeah, literally up. five minutes that way. Well, I don't know. I don't know that region. I don't make it my business to know. All I know is that Philadelphia is around there, and that place sucks. Well, Philadelphia is way far away from here, man. Well, I don't. Again, I don't know the geography of Kentucky, Ohio, Cincinnati, that area. Yeah, I go you through West this. Virginia to get there first. I'm fairly certain. Oh, that it's sounds like hell. Where's my chart of maps? This welcome to Geography Corner with Patrick Cheeseman and Anthony F. Today, flags. <laughs> Let's get some watch flags. us watch us stumble through our way across America. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Christ, but um, no, it's plus fifteen thousand betting odds. You got nothing to lose there, man. That, I, that is just a that's not to a bad motivate them to just fuck around and win the Super. They're literally basically walk around saying. We might just fuck around and win the Super Bowl. You know, we don't really care. Should okay, okay. 
assuming that the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. God, we'll have to put a bet on. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to put a bet on that, right? Yeah, we'll have to put a bet on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. If they get that, Jesus. It, need, it, it needs to be the. It can't be the Rams because the curse started when we injured Bo. When they injured Bo Jackson with the Raiders, and we just beat them. We won our. Fir- they won their first ever road playoff game in franchise history. If they beat the Chiefs and end that drought, it has. It can't be the Rams. It needs to be the Niners so we could beat them to just literally clear everything. It would be the most See, perfect end to the season is the Bengals finally beating the Niners and winning their first Super Bowl. At the, the Rams power there, of Joe Montana. Probably, they could probably beat them, but I want it to be the Niners so bad because it would be such a fitting narrative. I'll tell you why you won't beat the, the, the Rams. Because, because Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald will literally just consume Joe Burrow. Aaron like, Donald, the Titans sacked him nine times, and that's the only thing that worries me. They're like the number the next one game is that, but the difference here is that the Titans weren't able to take advantage of those sacks because Tannehill. If Joe Burrow gets awesome. sacked a few times, you have Pat Mahomes on the other side. Good luck. But remember, we're all rooting for the Bengals on this podcast. Aaron Donald doesn't play the Pat enemy. Mahomes. No, no. Are we talking about the Chiefs or the Rams? I wait, don't know wait, what we're wait, 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 wait. I, I, I use that to jump to the point that the that the Chiefs would be. The, the point is that the, the the Bengals allow too many sacks. They looked. Uh, that's the only part of their game that looked legitimately terrible. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Five uh-huh. in the first half. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Ulysses, uh-huh. you want to you fingers up. Uh-huh. 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 I want to. I want to just reiterate. I don't. I don't know how to speak English. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Anyway, reiterate. That's what the word is. Um, I called it. I'm telling you guys, the Titans are impossible. They, they're the that fucking number one seed was the most undeserving. I told you. No, I, like, I'm not going to disagree. I think uh, I just. I was picking with my heart. I. That was, I think I tweeted it out. You saw Cheeseman. That was literally the only game of the weekend where no matter who won, I was going to be happy. Yeah. Like that was literally a game where I'm like, oh, I don't hate either one of these teams because I like Derrick Henry and I like Mike Vrabel. And I really like, I, well, you know, I've gone, I, I've, I've waxed poetic many a times of the handsomeness of Joe Burrow, uh, who so another nickname, another possible nickname, Smoking Joe because of his cigars. I was going to call him. Joe Cheeseman, because you can't get any cooler than the cheese man. You know what I'm sick of? This Jackson Mahomes fella who thinks he can dance. Sir, let me tell you something, sir. Sir, you don't dance on TikTok. A TikTok dance is not a dance. It's called doing the Macarena with some sort of flair. That's not dancing, sir. I can stand and I can vogue like Madonna did those back in those days. So let me tell you what else I don't care for. Kansas City Chiefs. You had all of those chances to do it. And you can only win one Super Bowl against the Niners. Sir, sir, I don't need to hear excuses about how bad the offensive line was. Sir, I come from Cincinnati. We are all about the bad offensive line. Sir. So you couldn't beat the damn Buccaneers and old-ass Tom Brady. Sir, you've been there. So many times. We get it. The AFC has to run through the Chiefs now. That's the, it's the new guard. Well, let me tell you something. Tom Brady didn't play in every Super Bowl every Super Bowl every year he was with the Patriots. So a damn sure isn't going to be Patrick Mahomes in every damn Super Bowl that he's in. 
while he's with the Chiefs. No, this. Yeah, everyone talks about oh Mahomes and Allen. That's new Manning and and Brady. You forget. I hate to bring it up. I hate to bring it up, but there were others. There was a Joe Flacco and there was a Ben Roethlisberger. By God, we're the ones that are going to be the surprise that you don't want to deal with. Because when we are on fire, you can't stop us no matter what. We don't need no tuck rule. We don't need no bad dancing. We don't need no champagne from a from a lady that's sitting up there spraying it just because you want a divisional. You want a divisional game and you're spraying champagne? Are you out of your mind? You've won divisional games all the time? See, we can spray champagne when we beat the Raiders because we haven't done that in 31 years. That's okay. But when you win a divisional game every fucking year, you're going to sit there and act like that's okay? No, 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 no. Champagne is reserved for Super Bowls when you're supposed to be the Kansas City Chiefs. We do what we want to do when we want to do it. We're going to smoke our cigars and we're going to smoke you on the field. I just hope you're ready, Mr. Cuffity Cuff Cuff Cuffy Cuffman. I know you haven't been on here because you've been dodging me because you know my Bengals are better than your Chiefs. Well, you're going to have to face the harsh reality that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Because let me tell you, at plus 15,000 betting odds, that doesn't mean shit to Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, CJ Usama, T. Higgins, <gasps> and a whole bunch of other players that I don't have enough breath to stay with. It's a new age, people. A new age. The analytic age. But let me tell you something. It's also the Joe Burr age. It's all about the gritty here. And I'm not talking about that shitty mascot from Philadelphia. Okay, that mascot's actually really cool. I really think he's the coolest thing about the Flyers because the Flyers suck. Hockey segues. Where are we going with this? I don't know. But I'm going to bring it on home for you now. We're probably going to win on Sunday, Kaufman. I hope we have, but in the end, I hope we have a good game. Okay, I love you. Bye. And, well uh, done. Well done. And uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Specifically, particularly um, the end part where you uh, you threw to yourself. Did you see that, Ulysses? That was beautiful. That was awesome. Like, you no, know, for, for those who weren't watching, who can't see the way he did it. It was like he asked himself a question facing one direction, turned the other direction, and then answered his own question. Amazing stuff. Now, we're going to take a short two-second pause here to uh, let Pause for station identification. Rebuttal. Yeah, pause for station I- identification. This is uh, K-W-P-L-O-S-E-R. And balls. Okay, that's where Kaufman probably said something i'm just gonna assume maybe i did put it in there maybe he didn't get it to me on time who knows if he didn't get it to me on time then cheeseman won the the promo off uh so he's the better man and Even uh he, his promo was filled with the practice he played we'll leave it well okay okay i I'll saw you do an explained version Wait. but i don't have mad beats or flow wait oh don't please don't jesus now ulysses i saw your face about the champagne, how it's reserved for Super Bowls, but he did know it. But he 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 specifically said it's reserved for Super Bowls when you're supposed to be there, like the Chiefs. Okay, he he threw in that caveat because he knew he knew what he just said a second ago about the Chiefs doing it because they hadn't won in 31 years. I cannot believe I'm at bat for for cheese. No, my thing is more like he's over here 
bragging about him celebrating a divisional when he was like singing the praises last week about winning a wild card. That's where but, I was like losing it. But but come on, they hadn't won shit no, in thirty one years. I'll, I'll give, give him it this to one. him. I'll give yes. it to him. I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here gonna uh, shit on Cheeseman over here, good old Curtis. But oh yeah, I'm just Christopher. I'm letting Lewis him with a K. I'm letting him. I'm letting him have it. It's just fucking funny to me. I was just like, dude, come on. But I'm. I'm letting him have it. Is your name Christopher with a K? It is not. Oh my god, that would be poetic if you're Christopher I'm with not a K. And, Chris- Wait, and, and Christopher Kaufman over there is Christopher with a CH. God, that would be great. But it's not true. Okay, I'm not Chris okay. Christopherson. Sorry. Okay, so that was. I think we've talked a lot about. Oh no, God, he's wearing a Bengals T-shirt too. Ulysses, did you notice that? Yes. So he's all Bengals. Yeah, he's all Bengals. We've talked a lot about the Bengals. Now let's talk about the game that I really want to talk about. um, Which was how Aaron? No, no, real quick. We just got to talk about how Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. We just did because he shit the bed. We are no, no, no. We're getting really into this one because there are some things that I did not understand. I don't you 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 brought it up earlier. Actually, Lambo is supposed to be home field advantage. That weather, the snow, the cold, it's all supposed to be home field advantage. What went wrong, Cheeseman? It's just like they didn't care. They were playing right. like the defense is playing the defense, which has always been historically our weak point in these big games, they showed up. It's like our offense did not care. It's like when AJ Dillon got hurt, they stopped caring. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense because you're. I'm looking. I, I'm looking at this game and thinking to myself, I kept. I was for the first three quarters. I was just waiting for that offensive explosion to happen, and it never came. And I'm just wondering, like, Aaron, you've talked a lot of shit all season, all off season. I know. Now it's time to put up or shut up, and you totally shit the bed. You, sir, are at best maybe the greatest regular season quarterback there is, period. When it comes to a, play, a playoff quarterback, he's a choke artist, a choke artist. And you can't say it any it, any differently because look at the records that they've walked into these play, into these playoffs and other playoffs with and nothing to show for it. 30, it's what, crazy is to it, think it, the, Oh, go ahead. It's crazy to think that the one time he won the Super Bowl, he was the sixth seed. You know? Yeah. 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 But I think that lends credence to my whole thing about I don't yeah. like bye weeks. I don't like bye weeks. For for I think that that teams who are who have been playing playoff football heading into the playoffs are usually going to do better. You know. Look at all those years at the Colts with Peyton Manning. They would rest players at the end of the game and because they got the bye week, and then they would immediately shit the bed. Like that, it felt like felt like that's what it was with the Packers. Meanwhile, the Chiefs were you know luckily Andy Reid has has shit the bed enough times in big moments in the playoffs in the past to where he's like, okay, we're not going to shit the bed because we're going to be as prepared as we can be. Um, by the way, Dak Prescott, that's how you run a thirteen second offense. Just so you know. Yeah. Okay, don't forget that, buddy. <laughs> we don't uh, run, you don't run it up the gut. You, there, there's a lot of things you don't do that he did that night. But anyways, uh, I'm the one thing. The one thing that did feel weird to see, though, 
mm-hmm. was when after the loss, when Aaron Rodgers is walking to down the, uh, to exit the field, mm-hmm. it had some legit like LeBron leaving Cleveland energy where he just takes his jersey off, where it's like yeah. you don't his face doesn't look sad that he lost. His face looks like I can't fucking wait to be done with this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the saddest goddamn thing. But I guess we should just move. I'm, oh, go ahead. I was like, I, I, I'm one of those where it's like, I love, I love the Tim Duncan's of the world, the Kobe's of the world, the Nowitzki's, the the guy who sticks with one team, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the idea of him, pretty much auditioning to go play somewhere else, it doesn't sit well with me. Granted. And I'm talking about the football player. We already know how we all feel about yeah about the person, who, yeah, the person as of late, you know. But you know, I don't know that that shit was just the saddest thing to look at. I'm pretty sure Cheese wasn't also very thrilled. Obviously, I think part of it is though, what other franchise? And and again, I know we're, uh, this is shitting on the you know dogpiling on the Packers, but the Packers, you know, got eliminated when they they should have won. So we're gonna do that. Um, but the Packers. What other franchise has had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and over over a 30 year span? Like they literally went from one tiny little bridge. We went from Favre to Rogers. That's about as great of a transition as you can get. And you've got two Super Bowls over 30 years to to show for that. Something's wrong. uh, Like the only equivalency to that was like Montana to Young and Look how many yeah. they won one. Uh, yeah, they, they, between the two of them, there's five. You know, granted, one of them won four of them, but uh, but uh, the point is, is that 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 you would think that there should be more production there. Uh, look at what the Pat. Look at what the Patriots did with one Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, they won six rings. <laughs> like it's it's just it's. It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, it also does because doesn't it feel like this is what the, this is what the Packers are? This is who they are as of now. This is who Aaron Rodgers is. Great in the regular season, but the minute it gets into the postseason, you just don't have the juice to win. Like you just don't because you haven't. <laughs> like, and then I have one legitimate question I need to ask. Good old KPC over here. What do you think? Uh, like what's What's the opinion on LaFleur over here? Karen? No. Uh, he's a good coach. He's got I like 13 LaFleur. wins his first three seasons. You know, I think he's a good leader. I think he's so far, he's a good coach. You know, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's a problem. I think he did a hell of a job this year. Managing all the personalities that he, that he managed, uh, from all you know, from all reports that you know I've read or seen in story uh, stories over the last few months, uh, you know Matt Lafleur was the go-between between Gutekunst uh, and Rogers, and they Rogers does not like the GM, didn't like the GM, but you know Matt Lafleur on top of his coach his head coaching job has to play, you know peacemaker for these two. Uh, I think he's good. I think he's good for the job. I. Don't know what it is. Maybe it's organizationally. I don't know what it is because they're going to be in a pretty mm-hmm. iffy situation heading into this. Yeah, it's next not offense. good. It's not good. Uh, I think the only the only team with a worse cap situation is the Saints. 
Yep. Um, and let's segue into that as they lost their head coach. In, oh, you mean they lost the future head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, the future head coach of your New York Giants, Sean Payton. No, I, I, re- I really do think Mike McCarthy's getting a 10-year extension. I really do think that Sean Payton is going to do a year, a few years maybe in uh, broadcasting. Uh, just based on the interview, I listened to him today with Dan Patrick where he talked, I mean, he very much talked about how he wants to, he wants to give it a shot and he, you know, he doesn't intend on not coaching again, but here's the thing. Whoever wants to bring him in as a head coach doesn't, they, they don't go to him to do that. You have to go to the saints because the saints own his rights as of now, because he still has a contract with them. Yep. Uh, the only way to get Sean Payton is to trade for him. Whoever it is, anybody, you got to trade for him. Head coach trade since John Gruden was traded to the Bucks. And yeah, yeah. And uh, I know, right? Uh, But but it's not something that hasn't happened in in the past. It's just it doesn't happen often. You know, the the Bears reportedly had contacted the Saints. I think it was this year or last year about I think last offseason about uh, about pulling off a trade for Sean Payton. The thing that was the big, big deal breaker was the fact that Sean Payton didn't want to go there, you know, and now uh, they have Matt Eberflus as their head coach, which I, I mean, sure. Uh, I don't I don't know. how. I mean, it's all going to depend on the for the for those uh, those bears on their offensive coordinator. If they get a good one, they can get they can get something out of Justin Fields. But uh, a defensive minded head coach to the Chicago Bears, who's surprised about that? And Nathaniel Hackett is head coach of the Broncos. The offensive coordinator for the Packers, who doesn't... Oh, my God. The Broncos are... Going to get really, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. They're gearing up for that big time. And I know Kaufman went on a Twitter rant about how the Broncos are an overrated uh, organization and spot for him. But here's the truth, Christopher. Uh, I understand that you are an AFC West person, so you don't... You, there's some bias there. There's some bias there. Also, a lot of the other destinations, the money and the Packers it want makes picks. The most sense. It really does but, make the most well, sense. I think, but the part of it is the big part of it when it comes down to is it's going to have to be a trade because Aaron Rodgers is in the free agent, you know, yep. uh, and the Packers are going to want. Yeah. And the Packers are going to want draft picks. That's what they want. They, they're not a team. Your team, do, you know this, Cheeseman. Your team doesn't want players. You want draft picks so you can develop guys. Yeah. And the Packers are good at that. The Packers draft well. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to there were those reports that one of the reasons Von Miller was traded was because the Broncos are trying to build as many, to get as many picks as they can to really make an aggressive push push for, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Personally, if I'm Aaron, I wouldn't like to do that because look at that division. Like someone said, if he went there, he'd be the third best quarterback in that division. He would be. Hi, Herbert. Oh uh, shit. I forgot about Herbert. No, he'd be second best. Yeah. I was going to say, but the point is, but but here's the thing though. We don't know what Herbert's going to look like next year. Cause that kid's only gotten better. He really has. He's not going to be better than Rogers, though. I'll guarantee. You uh, how do you? But see, here's the thing: 
how do you know that? Because now he's playing in a, in a division that isn't against the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings. The AFC, the NFC North, if Aaron Rodgers stays in the NFC North, the dude is literally almost guaranteed six wins for free. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, if you go to the... The worst quarterback I mean, is Derek Carr, e- who is a good quarterback. You know? I mean, the best example I could give you is Matthew Stafford. I mean, he was also playing against the Bears and the Vikings, and the Packers defense was never nothing to brag home uh, about. But, but, but he, he goes fair, to a really tough division. And look, but the Lions were really bad. But the Lions were really bad all around. Like once Megatron was gone, that was literally. No, but like, I'm, I'm I'm saying to your point, like he was still mm-hmm. one of the better quarterbacks, and he was still producing. He oh, comes to no. a harder division. Oh, oh I get that. Oh, it, and I, I, I'm looking. I guess I'm not talking about like an, a numbers kind of way in terms of production. It's a wins kind of way. Are you going to be? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be able to get as many wins? playing in an AFC West division as you would get in playing in a, in an NFC North, you know, you're almost guaranteed a playoff spot because you're going to win your division. Uh, That being said, I think for Aaron Rodgers, if he wants a place where he can win the division every year, a team that is really well built and ready to win, the natural fit would be the Tennessee Titans. I mean, think about it. You land there. You've got two good receivers. You're wh- wh- wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, Devonte Adams will follow. So whoever goes uh, is going to pick him up. And then uh, on top of that, if he goes to the AFC South, who are you playing against? The Texans, the Jaguars, and the Colts. I would have said the Colts would be the a, a great spot, but well, I, they're, I sticking think with, they're sticking with Wentz. It seems they're stuck with Wentz. And also I think that the best fit for them probably would have been Russell Wilson instead of, um, instead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, another spot that, yeah. potentially uh, because I think they would have the space to accommodate both of them. And they have a pretty good defense would be Miami. Uh, can't sleep on them as a, I mean, Miami wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson. Why not trade for somebody who isn't a sex uh, offender accused, accused, um, you know what I mean? The thing is, uh, who knows if that's what they want to do. My point is, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I either stay home where I am now, where I can win a lot and or always have a playoff shot, um, or I will go to the AFC South if it's possible, where I can always win and have a playoff shot. Jeez, uh, what do you think is he's going to do? Take your fanboy out of it, but what do you honestly yeah. think he will do? Gary, come home. Seriously, what do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna, yeah, I think he's, I think he's gonna stay. Really? Just to piss everyone off. That would be the most Rogers thing to do. Because I feel like if he stays, it'll piss off more people than what if he left. Because if he left, everyone would be like, okay, well, we expected him to leave. But if he stays, it's gonna be like so many people be like, you fucking kidding me? We to deal with this shit here with him again. I At think least it's going to piss off the people that that we should piss off. But financially, how? I mean, I know they can event. You'll find a way. All teams find a way around the cap eventually. But yeah. you got to bring back Rodgers, and you got to bring back Devontae Adams. Like that's a lot well, of money. Randall Cobb, while we had him, but he's gone. My God, what a waste! Of, I, where was Randall Cobb in that game? Aaron Rodgers desperately wanted him so badly, he didn't do shit. In the fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. God damn it. Ugh. 
uh, enough about him. I don't give a shit. For all I care, he falls off the face of the earth. And uh, looks that'd like be the best be landing spot. Josh McDaniels might be gay, becoming the head, next head coach of the Raiders. It looks like we, we, we okay with that. We literally have to. We really have to wait till it is an actual thing. Because look what he did to the Colts. Yeah, when he said, "Oh, I'm going to be your head coach," and then he and then Bill was like, "Hey, want to come home?" And he's like, "I want to come home," and he he went home. Uh, also, it looks like Byron Leftwich might be the next head coach for the Jaguars. So they're going to they fire Trent Bulky. They might be. I don't know. I haven't heard. Last thing I saw, I said seven hours ago, they said it's close. I'm like, okay, it's been eight the hours. Fucking the fucking Jaguars. I hope they now. Now for all this, I hope not. I hope they keep bulky and don't hire Byron Leftwich just so they can. I, they don't deserve it. They do not. De- they do not fucking deserve it because Byron Leftwich should be the next. Why the Vikings? Why on earth are you going to even bother with Trent Balky at this point? Wait, wait. Byron Leftwich as head coach of the Vikings actually makes sense. Could you imagine him coaching Kirk Cousins or at least helping Kirk true, Cousins? But I, but, but it would be true, but I hate the Vikings, but it would be. It oh, would I do be too, great. but I'm just saying it make it would make sense. So it would make sense. sense. Uh, but, but for him though, if he were able to get his hands on someone like a Trevor Lawrence, you know, that's not bad. That's not bad because he, you know, he, he under. One of or the reasons Daniel the Bucks Jones. have been so fun. That's you know what you, uh, I've always said that I think the guy is naturally a really really great athlete. I think the the Giants have made every single decision they could possibly make to stunt that guy's growth. Like holy shit, everything that they have they hired Ben McAdoo, and then well, he's as a Cowboy fan, I'm very appreciative of the Giants. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then they, who who is the one that didn't fit in the suit? Was it McAdoo or the or the last one who got fired? Who I already forgot his name. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. It was Joe, Joe Judge. Judge. God, no, no, no. Change his hair. It, it, man, McAdoo went from like dullard hair to like slicked back dullard hair. <laughs> it stayed on the same level. And now um, Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Oh my God, Christian McCaffrey career is over. Uh, I don't know why people like that guy as much as they do. He doesn't ever play. Ever. Ever. Uh, anyways, uh, did you know that one of your Bengal scouts is up for the general manager job in uh, Vegas? Bengals? I mean, uh, Cheese? I, I called him Bengals Ulysses. Um, I, just, I did. I just referred to him as Bengals. <laughs> I did. I don't think he's going to get it. No, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I don't know either. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it, the whole GM stuff. I'm not going to worry about that. But um, I don't know. I I, I like the I like the pick uh, the the head coach hire for the for the Broncos. I think that's a smart hire. I think so too. Uh, also, could, Ulysses, I wish they could have kept Vic Fangio on for their defensive coordinator position. He's a great well, DC. He is. No, there are certain guys who should be defensive coordinators uh, or coordinators. Uh, Ulysses, did you see that we are keeping both of our uh, coordinators? Yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn. The Patriots broke Dan Quinn. Like Dan Quinn broke him and ever wanted to be a head coach again. Well, I think there's a part of me. We kept McCarthy, though. Look, 
I was going to say Jerry and there, there, there have been again, because I fucking uh, eat, sleep and breathe and consume NFL all day, uh, all the time. Uh, the other reports are that Jerry Jones has not behind the doors, behind the closed doors, given his support to Mike McCarthy. Uh, imagine if they, if Jerry Jones. Quinn, true, true. Well, yes. But remember what they say when a billionaire wants a billionaire gets, uh, especially if you're a billionaire owner of a football team, they're weird like that. Uh, hey, Stephen Ross didn't want Brian Flores around anymore, and a lot of <laughs> other people liked him. So, uh, imagine if Dan Quinn pulled off some kind of like uh, some kind of coup, you know, with the support of Jerry Jones. That'd be great. Just because fuck Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah. I, Ulysses, uh, I think this, well, real quick, does that cover all of the NFL stuff for the most part? Is there anything big that we're forgetting? Unless you want to make a prediction. For, uh, that's uh, that's prediction. Uh, cha- AFC Championship. Oh yeah, right yeah, or uh, the championship rounds. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. let's go ahead and do that. I was gonna say let's talk basketball, Ulysses, but uh, I mean the only thing I was gonna I say mean, is how. I was going to say, yeah, so uh, your Lakers have, have are potentially thinking about trading for John Wall, who does not want to play, but wants to get paid and is. What's the, I, I was reading that it's like, if they pull off the trade, both Wall and Westbrook will be looking for buyouts. It's like, what the hell? I don't know, man. This The Lakers that, franchise has become like the most entertaining debacle for a while. They're a fucking mess. They're a fucking mess, and I love it. I fucking love it. God, I love watching that the Lakers burn. Uh, the other thing the I'm going to say is I think I have finally come around on Chris Paul because really, I'm watching the guy put up a perform like an MVP right now with no athleticism or a jump shot. Yet somehow he still scores. The dude is all angles. Like he knows all the angles to get the ball in the damn basket. Like shout out to my short homie. So I I know right. He is about like well, okay. Like, he's tall. He's short for an NBA player, but he's like two Ulysses is tall. Yeah, he's like barely six feet if he's lucky. Yeah, if he's lucky. Um, but I think I guess oh and. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk to the two of you about, um, I'm glad you could make it for this pod for this Ulysses is the baseball hall of fame. Um, if I'm correct, only one player got in this year and big that poppy. was, uh, yeah, big poppy. Um, the other big news about that was that, uh, some, uh, some, some fan favorites to put it lightly, uh, will not be did not get in, and it was their last shot on that ballot. Um, of course, there's other ways for players to get in. That happens all the time. Um, but uh, Barry Bonds is one of them, and so was uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, about the Hall of Fame selections and kind of the whole PED stuff, uh, whether or not they get in? Because I know you okay. had feelings. So here's the thing. First of all, shout out to Big Poppy. Well-deserved. I have zero complaints about that. Uh, first ballot, he deserves it. He he was crazy fun to watch during his prime, especially when he had Manny Ramirez backing him up. It was solid. Now, 
in terms of the rest of the Hall of Fame, I have I have mixed emotions. Like I get it. Um I agree with those who say he he was he was caught using steroids or I mean technically he never failed the test or whatever, but B- Bonds? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Bonds was has technically never been caught. And I, I believe Ver- Clemens has, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not 100% che- I actually that. don't know. Cheeseman, did uh, did Roger Clemens ever get busted for PEDs? I think he pled his case on Capitol Hill, but I don't think he ever got popped. Okay. 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 So as of right now, let's go with the assumption that both of them never technically got caught. Yeah. But it's widely assumed. But we all they- know. Or we all. Yeah. 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 With all due respect to those that say he shouldn't because of the PEDs, I'm sorry. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer in Pittsburgh before he even jumped to San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know? And it's that thing where it's like, Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. His numbers alone, like, honestly, look back at him. He may be the smartest hitter in the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. The dude knew how to lay off shit that he knew was bad. And he made crazy contact as a as a young guy in Pittsburgh. The fact that he's not eligible anymore, I think is bullcrap. Like I think it's fucking terrible. Clemens is another guy who look back at his career, the dude was legitimately dumb. Like the he he could strike you out when he wanted to and Clemens, I, I used to love watching Clemens because Clemens, I'm an I'm an old old I'm an old soul when it comes to sports, mm-hmm. and I used to I love the idea that Clemens was one of the last guys that I saw growing up that was like, hey, you're like when he would have the star hitter come in, he'd go he wouldn't back up, you know, he would mm-hmm. give him like Clemens used to throw his fastball because that was his best pitch, and yeah. it's that thing where it's like you're the best hitter, I'm the best pitcher. I'm going to give you my best. If you I'm, hit this fucker, yeah. then hey, you got me this time. You know, it's, and it's, I, a, it's, I love, a, it's a game of chicken. Yeah. I and love that crazy bulldog mentality for a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what really sucks, what honest to God really, what, this is the shit I don't like about a lot of the voting, right? And it's the same issue that the, that held Bill Parcells out for a bit in the NFL Hall of Fame. T.O. T.O., Randy Moss, and those uh, guys. I think it's what's going to keep uh, Chad Ochocinco from being a Hall of Famer, even though I think he should be. Yeah. It's the fact that just because they were never the nicest people to the writers, I think that's shit. That shouldn't... Your personal feelings as a writer should not be accounted for when you vote for baseball what they did on the field you know just because bond snuffed you out of a couple interviews doesn't give you the right to snuff him out of something he's earned i believe he's earned you know and 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 look we all know that it's it's very well documented that barry bonds is an asshole like across like he he's an asshole but that's not what we're put we're not the hall of fame isn't about who is or who isn't an asshole it, it's about what you did on the field. Now, I, I have to ask you this, uh, since I, I, we're talking about that, about 
you know, the personal feelings. I'm going to, and this, this is an open question to both of you, but do you think that if, if bonds and Clemens, and I think the other guy, I, I think when you think steroids, when people think steroids, yes, we think bonds, but I think Sosa is the other guy that everybody like really thinks of. Um, if they had owned it and apologized and shown genuine remorse, would we be having this conversation? No, that's a good question. But because I, I, yeah. I've been thinking about that since since well since it's been a whole topic this these last two days, and I'm and and I, I think I think they're gonna get in either way through whatever ballot they can get in later on. Uh, but I don't think we would be having this conversation. I know Cheeseman agreed there. Uh, Ulysses, do you think that we would have, that this is where we would be if they had just owned it and apologized and, you know? Even if they owned it, I honestly don't think they would have, they would have gotten him in. Just mm-hmm. be, it's that thing where it's like he, w- he admitted to it one time. It, some of these writers still will probably have the mentality of, well, that doesn't excuse him being a dick to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and so then I also have to ask, and I, and again, it's an open thing for both of you, because uh, I know Ulysses, you mentioned, um, oh yeah, he was already a Hall of Famer, Barry Bonds, uh, and Clemens had how many Cy Youngs at that point? Three. Uh, so, well, I think he had he had three before he, before the juicy it was started, rumored. before yeah. the rumors about. Okay, yeah, um, shouldn't we? do you think that it is right to look at it that way where it's like, well, he was a hall of fame before, or should we, or are we supposed to, or should we look at it as a whole to where, no, you have to look at the whole career and in, in the bet. Like there's somebody I've heard a few folks throw out that. Well, if you're a hall of famer already, then why the fuck are you going to use at all? You know, you're already great, but I get it. You know, you're getting older, you're slowing down, your numbers are going to dip a bit. You want to keep that level. You want to keep making that money. But, but like I said, like I just said right now, um, despite all that, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a really, really complicated thing. No, see the best way I could describe it is there's a couple players and I'm switching sports. I'm going with basketball real quick. Okay. There's a couple of basketball players. I could tell you right. I can name right off the bat that their last four or five years were not the best, but they're Good no point. doubt hall of famers, right? Like Tim Duncan, he wasn't oh, yeah. the last four years. He wasn't prime Tim Duncan, Shaq, no. Kobe, Jordan. Those guys are without a doubt hall of famers, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. granted none of those that I, that I've mentioned have been accused of PED or whatever, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, the numbers things. dip, but there's, but they're not, um, but they're still Hall of Famers. And that's how I honestly felt about Bond. And I love the the how some people used to say where it's like Bonds only used steroids to show people that he was still the best player. It's like I love the argument that people go like, no, Bond's juice because he was evening the paying field against like mm-hmm. McGuire and Sosa. Like that and argument I, always cracks me up. I, I love that argument because I'm like, oh, you're almost there. He juiced because of yeah. his fucking ego. Okay. Yeah. That's why yeah. he juiced. Let's, let's, he, let's be fucking honest here. He juiced because he seen, oh my God, look at these other guys. Do you know who the fuck I am? It's not a matter of evening the playing field. It's a matter of look what I can fucking do. Don't fucking forget about me. 
I'm the guy. Uh, And it was all ego based. I I feel like with, with bonds, it all feels ego centric, everything about that guy. It's all about, again, that's we're we're getting into the character, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a whole thing. You cut cheeseman. What do you, how did you feel about the hall of fame? Thing is he, he cheated. And uh, MLB has always had the stance of being strict disciplinarians, you know, and so I, I'm not going to say, no, he, he was a phenomenal player, but the fact is he cheated, you know, and these writers are going to stick, stick to their guns with that. It doesn't matter if he was a dick or not. The fact is he broke, he broke the rules of the game. Same with Pete Rose, same with the Chicago Black Sox, the same with a lot of people, you know. If, you know, if he didn't do that, he would have easily been in for sure, first ballot. But the fact is he he broke the rules, he fucked around, and he found out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a great way to, to end that little thing you said there. Um, so, And I feel like I'm the in-between in, of you guys in that I think I look at the hall as a museum, you know, uh, can you tell the story of baseball without these? My, that's my biggest like thing about any hall of fame. Can you tell the story of whatever this hall of fame is, uh, whatever, you know, hall of fame, this is for, can you tell that story without these people? And you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Sammy Sosa and all these other guys. I think, you should put them in, but I think that you put them in with, if you put them in, you include all of the things that they did. You, you, you know, you don't shy. I think that's the problem with baseball. I think that or and, and PEDs. And I think that was the problem then is they shied away from it instead of just addressing the problem and, and the issue and dealing with it. They let it simmer and become a bigger problem. Um, I think the hall of fame should treat the, you know like i said i think it's a museum and um i do think they should be in with the caveat of you're in but we're also going to tell your story like your complete story uh it's like and i know that people still you know don't like to talk about it because uh, they don't like to talk about it but it's like the stuff with kobe bryant it, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about kobe bryant because of things and I feel that it isn't right to tell the story of Kobe Bryant without including everything. And but we'll that's, and here, that's not just. We'll be here when 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 Ben Roethlisberger, who retired today, will be here when his time comes up for him to talk about him being yeah. inducted. We'll be here yeah. when Antonio Brown retires and he wants mm-hmm. to be inducted. So, yeah. So, I mean, but but here's the thing, though. I would still put Kobe Bryant into the Hall of Fame because what we're measuring is what they did on the field uh, or, or the basketball court or, you know, it, it, just in general, what they did in their sport. Uh, I think the difference, what makes it so complicated with baseball is that the controversy we're talking about is something that affected the results of the actual game itself. You know what I mean? It's not an off the court or you know, off the field issue, it's a, it's an issue that directly impacted the sport. Granted, these guys are, are are very much singled out because, well, first of all, they're the only ones who are up for hall of fame. 
And they're also the faces of this whole issue of the whole PED scandal. There's so many other players who did it too. You know, I don't know. Baseball really fucked up years ago by just not, not dealing with the issue. And now there's always going to be question marks for a lot of guys. That's the sad, that's, that's, that, that is a sad result for the sport uh, for specifically guys from that era. You know, there's always going to be a, well, but did he, did that guy, you know, the other thing that's really sad with those guys essentially eliminated, right? And if you look at the crop of the people who are eligible for uh, 2023, my fear, and I really don't want it to happen. My legitimate fears, we're going to have the same situation we had in 2021 where nobody gets in, which isn't that. that a fucking shame. I hate uh, that. How, how do you not have some people? Doesn't it come across as so petty? Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it really does. That baseball is angry because of a problem that they did nothing about until it was too late. I'm looking at the list here and I'm a big angels homer and there's two couple of them here. I wouldn't put them in the first ballot. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily view them as first ballot. The closest one from the list here that are eligible next year is maybe Carlos Beltran. But do you guys personally really view them as a first ballot? Well, not a, not as a first ballot, but I can, I do see a hall of fame. how, he'll get in, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, like granted, there's no big the ticket items the, for next year. The, the idea of the first ballot is kind of like overdone anyway. But again, you know, I don't know. Um, it, it, That feels like that's another thing, another tool that writers use to, well, I'm going to, you're not going to be a first ballot hall of famer because this, or because yeah. that when in reality, it's like, there's probably a lot a of other guys who should have been first ballot hall of famers. But I think uh, I think there's only with Big Poppy there's 58 first ballot Hall of Famers of the 200 something that are in the 340 baseball Hall of Fame, huh? 340. Okay, out of that number, there's only 58 that are first ballot. I'm sure there's a few more that should have been, but weren't because of an issue, you know, a personal issue, you know. Uh, air is human, yeah. as they say. So real quick. Did anyone else not know that the Olympics were happening until like three days ago? The winter. I knew. I just didn't care. Yeah, I didn't think we were going. I thought we were boycotting the Olympics because they were. In China, I don't know what but... the fuck's going on. I again, I didn't know they were a thing until like just last week or like two weeks ago. Like I, I can't don't know. think of a winter Olympic sport that I'd care about. Well, yes, you can. It's called military patrol, but they don't do it. Hell anymore. yeah. Uh, which reminds me next week, Ulysses, you're going to want to be here because we are going to be doing I the sequel be. to Military Patrol. But you probably won't, unfortunately, because, you know, he's got big boy work, Super Bowl week stuff, you know? By next week, we'll know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. That's exciting. It's exciting and depressing because we've we've gotten to the point where there's not much football left. Like, shit. Speaking of which... I guess we should just go right into it. Let's make uh, let's make our picks for the AFC and NFC title games, and then uh, we'll say goodbye to everyone. In the NFC, it's we got San Francisco coming to LA against the Rams. I'm honestly picking the Rams on this one. I don't think I think the Cinderella story ends. I think I have faith in in Stafford and Rod and Donald, and because I just said that, San Francisco is probably going to the World Series. I mean, the World Series. Series. Yes, that that would be interesting if they made it to the World Series. 
uh, fuck you guys. How about that? Um, I would like to see now. I would like to see the San Francisco 49ers in the World Series. Yeah, I bet you Debo Samuels would be amazing. Center field. <laughs> yeah. You feel like the designated runner and shit. Anyway, yeah. Jeez. In the AFC, I kind of have to go with the Bengals. I'm not gonna lie. This isn't Cheeseman infecting me or anything. I honestly am very. I really do like watching Burrow run that offense. Mm-hmm. And these this this past season, the Chiefs had a very bend don't break kind of defense, and I'm trusting Burrow to see if he could bend that defense as much as humanly possible for a victory. That's so you my, don't think uh, you don't think the Chiefs will get a revenge win? Because remember, the the Bengals beat them what? How many weeks ago now, Chiefs? Uh, like four or five, like four or five weeks ago. Mahomes has not earned the reputation of Brady yet. Okay, that's why I was asking. I just wanted to see. He hasn't earned that benefit of the doubt yet. So okay. my Super Bowl in LA is going to be Bengals Rams. That's my pick. God, imagine, imagine if the Bengals win the Super Bowl in LA. I'm can't. Like I'm the quitting most, the podcast if that happens. The most I'm non-LA, the most non-LA team makes it to the Super Bowl and wins in LA. Dog, if if if. If LA loses the bum ass Cincinnati in LA, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Ah, Apologies to my friends I, out in Cincinnati. I hope it oh. happens now. Cheese, your Super Bowl picks. Remember, we're picking with our heads, not our hearts. I know. And and our hearts. Who are we kidding? Um, I'm gonna pick the Niners because the Rams can't beat the Niners. And I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm going the Anthony route. I'm either right or I'm happy. There you go. You've learned my formula. Uh, so I'll make my picks. Hey, guess what? One of my Super Bowl picks is, is alive. So I'm happy. So same thing with you, Cheeseman, I think. Yeah. The Chiefs. Uh, for now. For now. Let's hope not. Uh, I'm going to pick the Rams because uh, I've picked. I mean, I picked them to make the Super. I picked them to win the Super Bowl, actually. So uh, I'm going to pick them to be in it at the very least. Um this is hard because I very much want to go the Anthony route and pick with my head so that, uh, or, pick, you know, you know what I mean? I want to cover my ass. So I'm either right or happy, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick with my heart. I am going to pick beautiful, handsome Joe Burrow, uh, who I, who is one of the few guys who I would say, no, sir, I don't want to see the back of your head. I want to see your face. I want to look you in the eye. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow. That'll be- straddle me there you go uh actually don't we're not gonna talk about that because i started like daydreaming for a little second there about that so um um i'm picking the Bengals. i'm picking the Bengals. i think ulysses is guaranteed one good almost dying laughing episode at this point no it's because i i've been wanting to retract something i said last week oh and because all right i still think brady is overall more attractive because uh, uh it's the silver fox thing true but i'm not an older man guy it's one of the few times I, like i find I, like after that podcast i was like I, you know what i don't really know how burl fucking looks like i was he's wrong. a handsome boy he's a handsome boy and he's only wait, ulysses ulysses he's only gonna get more handsome because he's still that's he's 25 okay so so here's the thing Oh, so he's already starting the downward trend. No, but here's the thing, though. Body he he wasn't like Brady where he looked awkward as shit at that age. And then he oh, grew no, into- he's already handsome. He's right? got a head start. 
Anyway, telling you, uh, telling you, you want to make eye contact with him. Same thing with Joe Burrow. With Joe Burrow. Same thing with with Justin Herbert. Burrow's better, but yeah, I was wrong about Burrow. Uh, no, 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 no. Each one, each one retraction. Each one ticks a different box. I told you, Justin Herbert is total fucking power bottom, right? But he's also got like he's also got that youthful handsomeness that he's never gonna lose. You know what I mean? He's always gonna <laughs> have like the baby me. face. He's like me. He's gonna oh. sure whatever. He's gonna have the baby face forever. You haven't seen right? you without the beard. I got the baby face. He's gonna be cute forever. Joe Thank Burrow you. is is Joe Burrow is is gonna be handsome. He's gonna be dashing later on. He's gonna be a silver fox. Uh, Justin Herbert's always gonna look. You know, he's always gonna have that face, uh, which is not a bad face to have. Uh, also, another face that I would stare into the it, directly at while. Yeah. Anyways, um, this has been the Beards and Balls podcast. Uh, I did wait. Did I make my pick? Yeah, I said Bengals and Rams. Um, yeah, it's been the Beards and Balls podcast. Uh, you know and a little bit Kaufman's about my proclivities. Pick. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's Kaufman's pick. Wait, probably not. I'll tell him to record that. Whatever. You guys were great. I think we had some great energy tonight, um, especially from yeah. Cheese because he had something to talk about this time. I had a lot of fun with you guys. You know a lot more about me and my opinions on men, uh, clearly. And I almost tweeted this out because I was having a conversation with someone. I'll read you what the tweet was. And you can make of it what you will. You, you, can, you can believe whatever you'd like to believe about it. But as I put it, the only, the only time I've ever enjoyed the company of, of, of a frat guy was when I was staring at the back of one's head. And that's all. Is that a good tweet? That's a good tweet. I'm going to tweet that out. All right, guys. We've been the Beards and Balls podcast. Patrick Cheeseman, Ulysses, whose name I can never pronounce, and Anthony F. You can follow us at uh, Beards underscore Balls. You don't need to know our individual handles. You know those. Um, But, yeah, we enjoyed having you. Hoffman. I'm home, son of a gun. Yeah, cut out. Come home next week so that Cheeseman, Ulysses, and I can run circles around you while making fun of the fact that the Chiefs lost. That's not going to happen. We're going to circle those wagons. I'd love to circle Joe Burrow's wagons. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.